Amen. 27 plus years, huh? And our church is 29 years old. Wow. God is good. Would you stretch your hands out towards Lori as we pray for today's choice? Father, we just thank you today for this ministry, Lord. This ministry that is kind of undercover with all that's going on in our world. Saving one, saving two, saving five little children. Every child has a right to be born, Lord. Every child. We believe in the sanctity of life as a church. We pray that Roe versus Wade gets overturned. We know it's going to be a little bit of hell on earth here in the United States if it does, Lord. But we believe in life, Lord. So we pray for this ministry. We pray that every need will be met. We thank you. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, God is good, church family. Oh, see Lori after church. She'll be in the back if you want to get a baby bottle. Like I said, first service, we even have shortages of change. So change is a little hard to put in the bottle now. But if you want to write out a check, write it out to today's choice so we can send everything to them. And then they'll send you a letter for your tax purposes. If you want to put cash in there, you can put a little piece of paper with your name on it if you want a receipt for tax purposes. Amen? Amen. Why not? It's something good the government gives us. Take advantage of it. Amen? It's craziness. Now, formulas in shortage here in our nation. Gas keeps going up. Just heard that India now is not going to export wheat this coming year with all the other problems we have. Life isn't going to get back to normal, churches. Jesus is coming back. Amen? So we're looking up. People say, I don't believe he's coming back. Well, I don't know what planet you're living on because there are so many things being fulfilled in the word of God for our king to come back. This uh, one world system had to get rid, they got to get rid of two things. Number one, the United States of America, and they're doing a darn good job on that. This week, there's a big decision coming that we're going to give over our health authority to the WHO. Can you imagine that? The WHO will make the decision to shut down this nation if they want, if our great administration agrees to that. Think about that, guys. Think about that. Pray. Pray. And there's so many other things going on. I don't even want to get into it all. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen? The king is coming. So listen, I got some more of the Revealing Revelation book. Last week, we ran out first service. I think we only got five or six left for second service. We went through them again in first service. Sorry, guys. We put them in there, and they just rat them. This is a great book by Amir Tasf. How do you say his name? Tasf. Jewish brother, Jewish believer, amen. He's a true man of God. He wrote this book on the book of Revelation from chapter 1 all the way to the end. It is powerful. I encourage you to get it. If we run out, I went online to check, and they have plenty in stock, our distributor. So if you pre-order it and prepay, you will have it next Sunday in your hand. Amen? God is good. I can't give you this copy. That belongs to Bob Meeker. He let me, uh, he let me use it. Amen. <laughs> God is good. You ready to get into the Word today? Oh, yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Actually, yeah, it's still morning. We thank you for this morning, Lord, as we see time rushing by. Can't believe it's the middle of May. Happy birthday, Israel. Glory to God yesterday, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that we're seeing going on in our world. 
We are at peace, Lord. It's a supernatural peace upon the people that are choosing to do it your way. We keep up with it. We know what's going on, but we stay in peace. Normal's not coming back. Jesus is. And that's what we look forward to, the return of the king. Till then, Lord, we keep our eyes on your word. As you told us, that's our strength. As our sister just brought out, your word is the anchor, Lord. Jesus, you are the anchor. And we hook up or we settle in right where you are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you turn with me to Galatians chapter 6? We started a new series a couple weeks ago. Last week was Mother's Day. So we'll pick it up again this week. It's called Never Give Up. Well, a few people were here. Let's try it again. Never give up. Never surrender. Amen. Today I want to talk about overcoming in him. Overcoming in him. And I want to bring out a few points that kind of go in a little different direction of this Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And it starts right off, the Apostle Paul says, remember, it's the Apostle Paul writing this by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You know, you look in the book of Revelation, and it says that they're going to hold their fist up to God for the things that are coming upon the, this earth. They brought it upon themselves. That's why I, this church is totally pre-trib. Amen. We know God's going to get us out of here before the wrath comes down. He got Noah out of here. He got Lot out of here. He got the, many of the church out of here before Titus, 70 AD, and he's going to get us out of here. Can I get a big amen? amen. But they think they, they can mock God. You know, you're a fool when you try to mock God. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. All of nature reveals God. And as science digs deeper and goes farther and explores more, what does it show more? the perfection, the way everything is in order. Do you ever think about this, church? We have a planet that's traveling, what, 28,000 miles an hour, spinning. We got a moon that's spinning and goes around us. We got a sun out there that's spinning. We got a galaxy out there that's spinning. But yet with all that spinning going on, they can tell you exactly where the moon will be a thousand years from now. They can tell you exactly when there'll be a sunrise and sunset. They can tell you where every star, the perfection of God is beyond words. And guess what? We get to enjoy it forever. Forever. This this mind of God that is beyond comprehension from DNA to the little hand of a baby and I can go on and on from plant life to, to animal life to fish to birds to space atoms and molecules and on and on and on and on and here's the title that he wants God is love man it's going to be awesome it's going to be awesome it's going to be awesome. Can I tell you right now, God doesn't need to put a chip in our brain like they want to do. Amen? So that they can control us. God wants us to have freedom. Freedom. The fall was hard. The penalty upon that fall was hard. Sin, which leads to death. But once this thing is over, guys, there'll never be a pinch of death 
again forever. How can you be so sure? Because the book tells me that. And this book has been proven sure over and over, and it's been proven sure in my life. How about you? Amen. Amen. So here we go. God, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Now watch what he says here. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Watch. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap, what? Corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap, what? Everlasting life or eternal life. So what he's saying to us here is, there is a principle, there is a law, the same way there is the law of gravity, amen? You don't believe in the law of gravity? Don't do it. Go jump off a, a tall building and you'll believe in it real quick, amen? The law of gravity is out there and there is the law of sowing and reaping. Now, a lot of preachers want to get up and say, yeah, what you sow your money. I don't want to talk about money. I want to talk about life. Because what I sow in life, I reap. If I sow bitterness, if I sow backbiting, if I sow gossip, if I sow hatred, I'm going to reap that in my life. And it'll lead me to what? Corruption, the flesh. Look, seed produces after its own kind. No if, what's, or buts about it. If I plant a tomato seed, I guarantee you, I'm not a gambling man. Well, how about that horse last week in the Kentucky Derby? Did anybody see that? They did a drone on top of that, and you could see that horse all the way in the back there wiggle his way through and win it. And again, I'm not a gambling man, but the odds were 80 to 1. Wow, yeah, some of you said, I wish I had $1,000 down on that thing. <laughs> anyway, come back, come back. What was I talking about? Oh, the tomato. <laughs> you plant that tomato seed, I'm not a gambling man, I would take all my money that I have and I put it down that you will not get a cucumber out of my tomato seed. <laughs> that tomato seed will produce after its own kind. Death will produce after its own kind. What I sow, I will reap. So if I need some peace in my life, sow peace. Yes. Don't be the first one to start the argument. Don't be if politics is going on in your house. Oh, yeah! Even though I'd like to ask Mr. Biden, could he release some oil and gas to get these prices down? Yes. He can do it with one little pen the same way he did it the other way. Amen? Pray for that man. He needs help. Amen. So if I want to sow, I want peace in my life, I'm going to sow peace. Amen? You can get into an argument because you're always right. Or you can bite the tongue and let it go. Let it go. Thy answer is no. Let it snow. Anyway, hey, welcome to summer. Jeez, my goodness. No spring for us this year. Anyway, here we go. So if I want to sow good, I got to sow that good also. If I want to reap good, I got to sow that good. Now follow me on this. What do you need 
sow the seed. What is the seed? The incorruptible word of God. Come on, follow me on that. What do you need? Find the seed. Once you find the seed, you plant it. When I was a kid, we used to go to the little, uh, what was that, true value type of hardware store, and they'd have this big seed section, right? And you'd go in and get those little packages of seed. We don't want to do that anymore. We want to buy them already this big, right? Me, Tom, forget it. I don't even want to plant the seed. I want to go to the supermarket and grab it. <laughs> Amen? Again, church family, just a little wisdom from your pastor. I would start stocking up about two to three months of food in your house. Times are getting crazy. Have a little bit extra. It won't hurt you. Put it in your budget each week to just get a couple can items. Get a few things. Put away. Oh, it's never going to get that bad. I believe America will be one of the last nations to have a real famine, but I think there's going to be more and more shortages. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But what's wrong with having some canned food in the house? What's wrong with having some extra pasta and sauce and different things that can last a long time? Amen? Just a little wisdom. Joseph stored up for seven years when the famine came, and therefore he saved thousands of people, probably millions of people, I don't know how many people, from starvation. Amen? I'm just trying to give you a little insight. Just put a little food away. doesn't hurt. Amen? Amen. Say thank you, Pastor. Don't come to my house. <laughs> How much food you got put away? Just try to put away a little extra. That's all. Every week, something's on sale. I just grab a few extra cans. Amen? Just put it away. Just put it away. He that sow, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. For he who sows of his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. I want to reap eternal life things. I want to reap things that are going to last me for all eternity so I can sow those things. What am I doing? Here we go. What am I doing with my time? Got quiet in here. Let me try this side. What am I doing with my talent? What am I doing with my treasure? Those are the three areas that we're going to be judged on for all eternity. People say, yeah, but you know, God wants you to give everything away. No, he doesn't. You don't find that in the word of God. He told one person that, the rich young ruler, because he looked at his heart and he knew his heart. God says to give a tithe. That's all he says. You want to give an offering above that? Great. Amen. God has no problem with you having money. In fact, you study the book of Proverbs, it talks about saving, it talks about investing, it talks about working with what you got. When Jesus talked to the man of the talent, he said, the least you could have done was take my talent there and put it in the bank and you would have gotten interest on it. Amen. Amen. So there's nothing wrong with money, it's wrong with money has us. Amen. Oh, I got to check the stock market every day. That thing's going to, you watch that thing. I don't know how much longer it's going to hold out. Amen? Let's put our trust in God. Well, what's going to happen if I lose all my money in the stock market? I'm not going to jump out a window. Come on, talk to me, church. Get practical stuff, Dave Ramsey stuff, all right? If I come up here with Dave Ramsey's face, you'd be, oh, yeah, oh. But your pastor, you see every week. Well, what does he know? What do I know? It's been through wise investments and wise saving that we paid all this off, that we're able to help other ministries and works around the world. Amen? 
God's a good God, but he expects us to be wise with what we have also. Amen. All right. So let's keep going on now. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. So if he's saying don't grow weary while doing good, that means we can grow weary in this life. Anybody here ever been a little weary? We all had those times. How many here got some children? How many here got a maid? How many's a single mom or dad or a, a married mom or dad or whatever? We have things. How many here go to the gas station and something that used to cost you 20 bucks costs you 50 bucks now? And now you got to figure out, do I get gas to go to work or, or do I buy groceries? And all these decisions that we just didn't have a couple years ago to make. Come on, church, talk to me. Why is it that way, Pastor? Come on, guys. I've been preaching for how long now? We are at warp speed. Everything is accelerated. Everything is moving faster and faster. Uh, what was it, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we had Columbine. You remember that killing in, in, the, in the school there? And it was all over the news for a week and on. Yesterday, get 10 people killed at a grocery store and people shot over at the basketball game and you barely hear anything about it. What a different world we're living in than just 10, 20, 30 years ago. Amen? Why is that, Pastor? Because the Bible says the last days will be as the days of Noah. What was the one key of the day of Noah? Violence. Violence violence. When they get Roe versus Way, we accept it. Now if it gets overturned, they're ready to go to these judges' houses and lynch them. Come on, guys. This is how crazy things are getting right now, but we can stay at peace. How do we do that? Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap. Ready? If we do not lose heart, Jesus said men's hearts will fail them for the things that are going to come upon this earth and things are happening suddenly. But even in our own lives, things happen suddenly. Everything's going good. And then a bill comes out of nowhere or a, a sickness comes out of nowhere. But good things can happen suddenly, too. I say it like this. If that sickness came on me in one day, why can't it leave in one day also? Why is it that I only have to look at the devil's work? Why can't I see God being a big God and doing something big in me? Amen. So Paul is telling us here, hey, guys, it gets weary. I can tell you about weariness. Paul speaking now. When they put my hands in stocks and my feet in stocks and those stocks are pulled like this and his back bleeding and hanging on a wall like this, but he chooses to sing. I have to ask myself, what I have sung, I might have sung the, the blues. Come on, talk to me. Pain is not a friend. Not a friend. There are attacks, these attacks come against every Christian, no matter where they are on their spiritual plateau. It comes against the strong Christians and it comes against the weak Christians. Come on, talk to me, guys. Look what it says in Proverbs 24, 16. Look up on the screen. The godly may trip seven times. This is the NLT. But they get up again. And how do I know that's true? Look where you are today. 
You're in church. How many here have had some devastating things happen in your life? I have. Man, you that didn't raise your hand, man, I wish I had some of your life. Life stinks, man. There are things that have happened in this life that just make you weary, get you tired. You say, God, what is going on? And we know it's not God doing it. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but I believe that the Lord is going to take what the devil has brought for evil and make it even better. So if you have a loss in your life, you start claiming, I thank you that you have, I have found the thief, Lord, and you're going to restore even sevenfold. Amen. Now, if it can't be sevenfold in things, it could be sevenfold in that life. Yeah. Seven times better. Yeah. On and on. Amen? Here's how the Message Bible says it. No matter how many times you trip them up, God, loyal people, just don't stay down. Soon, they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. In Psalm 34, 19, it says this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Well, you know what? I agree with that, but I think many are the afflictions of anybody in this life. But the crazy thing is, you know, if you're drinking away, hit me, I don't care. Talk to me, guys. There is an epidemic right now of our young people, ages 18 to 40, dying of overdoses from these drugs coming in from China and other lands, and they're not stopping it. They're opening up the borders. Their blood is on their hands. And we'll support ministries that are going to try to help these people when they come in here, but shame on them, opening these doors up and letting anyone into, into our nation. I'm not saying we shouldn't have open doors. My father came from Italy into this nation. But there should be ways of it being done. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of some of them. All of them. In Matthew 24, 13, it says, He who endures to the end shall be saved. I brought out that Joyce Meyer says, This word endure means to outlast the devil. I have on my vision board at home, it says, don't quit. Oh, there are days you just want to quit. You just said the pain is there. The sorrow is there. The life is there. You just want to say, enough, Lord. Don't quit. Never give up. We have to do our part and let God do the rest. Turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. You know, church family, there's something I've learned in life in these measly 60-some years. I can cry with you. I can put my arms around you, but I can't feel what you're going through. And it's vice versa to me. It's just, I thank God for a wife, uh, children, on and on, but all we can do is trust the Lord. Put our hearts and our, our love towards him, and he'll hug us. He's our Abba, amen? He's our dad. Here's what it says in, in James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God. G give your life to God. Uh, might as well, guys. This life is sure going by quick, eh, ain't it? Yeah. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, watch how the Amplified Classic brings this out. So be subject to God. Just live for God. Well, God's ways are hard. What Bible are you reading? Me as a pastor, you that have been coming to this church, 
I don't put weights on people. I'm no Pharisee and Sadducee and say, you better do this, you better do that. Hey, I'll give you encouragement. Great, get a little extra food, stick it in your closet. I hope you don't see that as a weight. I hope you see that as some wisdom. But think, think about it. Here's what Jesus tells us to do. Are you ready? Here he goes. Here's Jesus. Consider the birds. Man, I go for my morning walks, my prayer time, and birds just whistling away. Sometimes they'll just jump on a tree right where I'm at, and they'll just, and I'm not a good whistler, so I just go. <laughs> and them little birdies, they just stop. They listen to me. And then they start whistling real pretty again. They're probably saying, what a fool that guy. <laughs> Last year, me and Diane, we came up with a great idea. It was actually my idea, but she always supports me in these, these stupid ideas. But anyway, I said, Diane, let's buy a birdhouse. Not a birdhouse, a bird feeder. <laughs> Put a nice one from Walmart, you know, really cool looking. And it's got those little things on the side where you can put those extra food in there, like little bricks of food. So we buy the one that's got like peanut butter on it. really smells good. Anyway, we put that in there. My deck was full of sparrows. I don't know what they were, the yellow beak. They're just eating away at this thing. And I'm like, and then they ate the whole stinking thing like a day or two. And they left me a gift. <laughs> you come to my house, you ain't seen no bird feeder now, let me tell you. They can go feed themselves out there, amen. Because Jesus said, consider the birds. Look at them birds. Man, dummy Tom is feeding them. He's paying 20 bucks for a box, a bag of thing, and feeding them, and then they poop all over my deck. Now, I got to say, Diane's got a hummingbird feeder. They poop little. They're good. Them other birds, they're nasty, amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen in the house today? All right, here we go. But he says, watch this. Why am I saying all that? Oh. Because God's not putting more weights on us. Here's what Jesus said, ready? Come unto me, all ye that, heavy, that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I believe it's the, I think it's the last two verses in Matthew chapter 11. I'm not positive, but it is, right? Yeah, the last two verses in Matthew 11. Here, write this down. Look it up in the Message Bible when you get home. Just go on. And look it up and watch how the Message Bible brings out those, paraphrase those verses. Beautiful, beautiful job it does, amen? So Jesus isn't putting more on us. He's putting less on us. Here's what he's saying. Come hang out with me. Fellowship with me. Give me your burdens. Well, what if nothing happens? Well, what if something does happen? Well, what if I die? You'll be with Jesus. Amen? All right, now watch. We saw that Jesus gave us warning, but he also gave us a promise. Watch the screen. This is John 16, 33, Amplify Classic. Amplify Classic is my second favorite Bible because it takes the Greek and the Hebrew and it amplifies it, all right? So John 16, 33, Amplified, here we go. I have told you these things. You guys got it up there? I want to see it? Oh, anyway, just follow me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. 
in the world, you will have, say what? Oh, yes, I'm going to say it to you. Ready? Tribulations, trials, distress, frustrations. Anybody have at least a little bit of that? There it is. Ready? Tribulation. Come on, give them a hand upstairs. Because the only time we, we, we see is when something messes us up, right? Thank you guys up there. Look what it says. In the world, you will have, say it with me. Come on. Tribulations, trials, distress, frustrations. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Why, Lord? Why? I'm going cuckoo down here. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. God has made you and I world, or I'm going to change the word, life overcomers. We are victorious when and because we are in him. All right? And guess what? He has already won the battle. As long as we stay in him, we're okay. Amen? Here's some quick scriptures on this. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God, how many here are born of God? No, I think I came from a monkey. No, you came from God. You overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. How many here believe Jesus is the Son of God? Hey, world overcomers, hallelujah. Here's what it says in Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things, all the things he was talking about, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Amen. Amen. And then I love this one. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Can I get an amen? All right. In the finale of this message, now I want you to go to the book of Revelation. I love the book of Revelation. I'm reading through it again. I probably read through the book of Revelations four or five times a year. Why do you do that? Because it's the book, the only book that says you get a blessing for reading this book. I like blessings. How many like blessings? Amen. I do it through the U version. And so every day to give you a little piece of it and whammo, it no, no, takes no time at all. That book revealing Revelation will take you through every verse also. Here we go. In the book of Revelation, we see over and over what is awaiting the overcomers and the church family, and we have just seen that we are overcomers in him. So this is what's waiting for us. Are you ready? Revelation 2.7. Let's go right through them real quick here. He who has an ear. How many has an ear? He's also talking about a spiritual ear here. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The tree of life was cut off by the cherubims with the flaming sword. Here he's saying the overcomers are going to eat of the tree of life. Man is looking for the fountain of youth. God is saying it's waiting for you. Amen. Number two, Revelation 2.11. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Do you understand what he's saying here? The second death means separation from God. Death does not mean ceasing to exist because every person that is alive will live for all eternity. They'll either live in heaven, they'll live in hell, or they'll live in the lake of fire. Amen? There's no ifs, whats, or buts about that. So here he's saying this separation from God will not affect the overcomers. 
Hallelujah. All right, check out this next one. Revelation 2.17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Very interesting, right? All these are found in Revelation 1, 2, 3, and 4. From Revelation 4, I believe, all the way to 20. You don't see the church anymore. Why is it? Because the church is up in heaven. When's the next time you see the church? When we come down with Jesus Christ to conquer, let him conquer with us. What is that proving? The pre-tribulation, amen? We're out of here before the wrath of God ever comes. Maybe today, church, maybe today, amen? He wasn't here. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give of the hidden manna to eat. Remember the manna was brought down from heaven to the children of Israel, and then it was taken away when they went into the promised land, and they could work the fields themselves, right? I will give some of this hidden manna to eat, and I will give give him a white stone. Now catch this, a white stone. And on the stone, a new name. Why is God going to give us a new name? Everyone here was born through natural conception. Your father, your mother, however it happened, came together, the sperm and the egg. I'm not going to teach the birds and the bees here, but we all know what happened. And you were born in the flesh. God is the father of spirits. We are truly born through him. So now my parents called me Gaetano Giuseppe Tommaso Fiola. God has got a name specifically for me. What do you think it's going to be, Pastor? I have no idea. I would just like it to be faithful. I just want to be faithful to God right to the last breath. Amen. All right. Or the trumpet sound, either one. And I love that it's on a white stone because a stone is something that's permanent, right? And a new name which written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Hey, what's your name? I'm not going to tell you. Hey, what's your name? We're going to have some fun up in heaven, amen? You think heaven and new earth is going to be boring? <laughs> you think God made all this for the devil's kids? Baloney, Amen mansions, streets of gold, the universe, galaxies, on and on. <laughs> it's going to be good. All right. Revelation 2.26. Mm. You know, God gave us an imagination to use for good and not evil. Yeah. You believe that? Revelation 2.26. And he who overcomes and keeps my work until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. The Bible says that we are going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ upon this earth. Remember, he is going to hand the earth, he's going to hand it all to the Father after the thousand years. But during this thousand years, people are going to be born on the earth. There's going to be so many tribulation saints here on the earth that are still going to be married, given in marriage, on and on. And many of them are going to hear the gospel from me and you as we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ on this new earth. No, no, excuse me, it's not the new earth yet. Upon the millennial reign of Christ. It's going to be awesome. Don't miss it, amen? Revelation 3, 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Isn't that interesting? It talks about the blotting out of the name. I believe that every person's name is written in the Lamb's book of life, but when they refuse to accept Jesus, when they go to a reprobate mind, when they say no, their names are blotted out. Man, I want my name read, amen, with the blood of Jesus, amen? But I will confess his name before the Father and before 
His angels. Whose angels? God's angel. Oh, can you picture the scene? Use your imagination. Jesus putting his arm around you, walking into the throne room of the universe. There's almighty God. There's his holy angels. And Jesus says, whatever my name is, faithful. <laughs> he accepted my gift. He's come to say hello. And Abba, doesn't the scripture say, God himself will wipe every tear from our eyes. Whew. That's holy ground, amen? We're going to see the true rainbow, if you know what I'm saying. Revelation 3.12, he who overcomes, will I make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him a new name. And here's my favorite, Revelation 3.21. I love this verse. To him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, even as I have overcome, and I am seated, sat down with my father on his throne. Church family, what an amazing future we have waiting for us. And God has placed within us the ability to win in this life. Amen? God is good. Hello, overcomers. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Lori, again, is going to be in the back. If you have any questions, anything you'd like to ask her, please get a bottle. Even if you put a dollar in it, it's supporting another ministry. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the beautiful weather, Lord. Sweaty, humid, but it's summer's coming, so we better get used to it. We thank you for this day. We love you, sir. As we wrap up today, I just do want to ask you, if you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and you'd like to make that decision today, then pray this prayer with me, and I'll pray it, pray it, and we'll all pray it together. Say this with me. I believe today that Jesus Christ he is the Son of God. I believe he died on the cross. He rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I repent of them. I thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around just for a moment. I'm not going to ask you to stand or come to the front. But we have altar workers around the sanctuary who just want to give you a gift before you leave, a little package to help get you started. There's no charge for it, no embarrassment. Just raise your hand, put it in your hand, take it home. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card in there, a little yellow card, I believe it is. You take it over to our bookstore, and they'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. We just want to help you. Start your walk with the Lord. That's it. That's it. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, you did it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You would like to rededicate your life. Or maybe you're not sure yet, but you would still like this gift. 
given to you. There was no one looking around. This between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll come right to you and place this gift in your hand. Would you slip your hand up? Let them see it, and then they will bring it to you, and you put your hand right back down. Please don't let an opportunity pass you by. Today is the day of salvation. I don't know if the rapture is going to happen tonight and you'll be stuck here for seven years and the only way that you can get to heaven is to get your head chopped off. I wouldn't want to go through that. Be sure before the Lord returns. This is his dispensation of grace. He is, his arms are open wide. But those seven years will be the wrath of God. And even though you'll be saved, you're going to have to go through a hard time. That you slip your hand up. Let them give you the free gift. All right? And we're all believers today. Oh, right over here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. Hallelujah. I'm going to close in prayer. God is good. Amen. Again, second service. I only got a few of those books left. If you want to pre-order it, I will get it to you by next Sunday. You can pick it up during the week while we're here. Also, probably take about Thursday to get here. Father, we thank you for your love, your goodness, and your kindness. I thank you for all these overcomers today, your blessing upon them, that you, the Lord, you bless us and keep us. You, the Lord, make your face shine upon us and are gracious to us. You, the Lord, lift up your confidence upon us and give you, give us your shalom. I thank you that you have made us the and not the today. Above only and not beneath that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, that we are blessed to be a blessing. God bless. There will be a prayer meeting today if you'd like to join us.